Happy Halloween, everybody. This is the Gentle Dom, and I think this is episode 16 of the Gentle Domcast. The rough sub won't be here with me today. It's getting very difficult to wrangle him into making the podcast with me. Naughty boy. (laughs) But I did decide that I would do one just for you today because it's almost Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. And I thought that it'd been a while and I wanted to talk to you about some things. So today's podcast is actually going to be about erotic hypnosis. And I was inspired by this because of something that I was doing with the rough sub just yesterday. I don't know if many of you know or not, but I do quite a bit of erotic hypnosis on Night Flirt and in general through my online phone domination. And it's something that I've grown to like more and more recently. I have to be honest, it's not something that I really have any background in. I'm not a licensed hypnotist or anything like that. But it's something that my callers started asking for more and more. And eventually I sort of gave in. I was scared to do it at first. And I told people, look, I don't really have any background in this. In fact, it's something that I experienced on the other side a few times um, getting topped for erotic hypnosis, mostly as an experiment. And it was something that didn't take for me. I didn't really feel like I was hypnotized. And I actually felt pretty guilty telling people (laughs) who had taken the time out for me to try this that I didn't really feel anything. But it wasn't a fantasy of mine either. It wasn't something that I felt really strongly about. Um, And so when people started asking me to do it to them, I was a little bit hesitant. But I gave it a try and the people that I, I topped for erotic hypnosis really seemed to enjoy it. So it's something that I've been doing more and more of. And I think I have a bit of a knack for it. Uh, I'm so much so that I'm going to be investing in learning some more techniques this year and taking some classes on it. But so yesterday, um, the rough sub and I were playing and I said, hey, would you like me to do some erotic hypnosis on you? And this wasn't something that we had ever really tried before. In fact, my experience with it has almost exclusively been um, on on the phone. And so it wasn't something that I've been doing in person. And I didn't know if it would work as well in person. But he said, sure, you know, I'd be interested in trying this. So I laid him down on the bed and I told him that he could touch himself while I was talking to him. Um, And I mostly just talked to him and I used my hands to sort of lightly stroke him, Um, not his cock, just his body, just his face and his body to just sort of um, kind of help to illustrate what I was talking to him about. And we had been talking about some fantasies and I won't go into specifically what those were, 
but I added in some of the fantasies to what I was saying in terms of the hypnosis and just kind of got him in this state of relaxation and then started talking to him about how I had control over his cock and over his body and weaved in these fantasies. And he was quite, quite excited. It was actually very, very fun. And I think that he had much more of a reaction to it than he expected to have, um, which was fun for me because I'm not necessarily super confident about my abilities during erotic hypnosis. Sometimes I have a bit of imposter syndrome when it comes to that, even though certainly a lot of the people who I do it for and to seem to have very good responses about it. But I'm always a little bit nervous, like, do I really know what I'm doing? <laughs> and is this real? Because that's really been a question that I've always had about it. Um, because when it's been done to me, I didn't necessarily feel like I had a strong response towards it. I didn't know that I necessarily believed in hypnosis myself. Um, but I can't deny that the people who I've done it to have definitely had these very strong responses. So um, it was kind of illuminating and fun for me to see that he really definitely felt very relaxed and definitely enjoyed the experience. I think he said that he didn't know whether he felt like he was really hypnotized or whether it was really just a really nice feeling of being able to just enjoy that not much was required from him. So he could really just kind of enjoy it and feel sort of, I think, taken care of. And I think he said he also felt like it helped him slip into subspace in a really easy kind of way. And I think that for me, that's sort of how I approach erotic hypnosis in general. I still don't know whether I believe in hypnosis in the way that you know, you're kind of taught to see it in movies that someone is completely under your spell and they can be convinced to do anything, even though that is kind of a hot fantasy for a lot of people that they are uh, convinced to do things that they wouldn't normally do. I personally see it as a way to encourage people to do things that they already really want to do or believe things that they already really want to believe. I don't think that I can really make anybody do anything that they wouldn't normally want to do. But if you already feel like the idea of being controlled is really exciting, then me putting you in this state of relaxation and arousal where your mind is more open to those feelings of being controlled it can be really, really exciting. And I think that it can just sort of heighten those feelings that you would normally have. So that's kind of how I approach erotic hypnosis when I do it. Um, I also don't really like that, I guess what I consider to be a sort of a cliche style of hypnosis where you know, you're saying your body is getting more and more relaxed. You can feel it deeper and deeper. You're going into hypnosis. I, I do that sometimes, but I, I tend to do my hypnosis in a much more conversational style where I just slow down my speech patterns and I just allow 
what I'm saying and my voice to sort of penetrate into um, a state of suggestibility. And that's it's really how I look at it, as though you're just allowing yourself to be more suggestible and more susceptible to the kinds of things that I'm going to tell you. Um, and I also like to have people imagine that their minds are maybe rooms that are filled with lots of items and I'm just taking those items out of that room, that room which is your head, one by one until it's very, very empty and then I can start replacing all of that empty space with ideas and thoughts that I want to fill it with. One of the things that I find challenging about doing erotic hypnosis and that I think is enjoyable but is is difficult is not managing to slip up when I'm talking because if I break that hypnotic state that you're in with some confusion on my part what I'm telling you and what I'm talking about, it's going to be hard for you to get back into that state of mind. So while it's something that I find really fun to do, it definitely does take a lot out of me because I have to really maintain my train of thought and try not to honestly screw up in what I'm saying, try not to um, get confused and get off topic or break uh, the way that I'm speaking in a way that's going to take somebody out of that subspace that they're in. So it's it's tiring actually to do it, but it's really, really fun when I know that somebody is getting really into it and you know, they're having this really strong reaction to what I'm saying. Um, and I think, you know, from what I've heard from people who I've hypnotized, um, if we even want to use the word hypnotize, I, I'm okay with using that word, but it's also fine for me to just say that I'm putting you in this state of being very relaxed and being open to certain ideas that you really want me to to highlight and to to help you believe. But um, one of the things that I find really really pleasant about it is is the reactions that I get from people and and hearing someone really get very, very excited and believe what I'm telling them to the point where, you know, I've had people tell me that they really felt that they wouldn't be able to come if I told them that they wouldn't be able to or that they were going to stay aroused and they weren't going to be able to get that arousal out of their mind or even that they wouldn't be able to get hard without me directing them to get hard. Now, can I say that those things are ultimately true in any case? Not necessarily, but I think that part of it is really that fun and excitement of really believing it. If you didn't really believe it, I don't think that it would happen for you. And I think that that's why personally, as someone who has tried to bottom for erotic hypnosis, because I don't think I like giving up control. I don't think I like the idea of of losing control to somebody else. I think I'm someone who is very difficult to attempt to hypnotize because there's always that part of me that wants to resist it. I don't really want to give into it. I don't really want to enjoy it. But it was very fun doing it with the rough sub and seeing the reaction that I got 
as from someone who really has never expressed much of an interest in doing it to begin with. Um, I don't know whether I consider it to be real or whether I consider it to be an elaborate form of role play or fantasy. It doesn't really matter to me, honestly. It's really about the reactions and about if someone is enjoying it, because that's ultimately my intention. My, my ultimate intention is to make someone enjoy that experience and hopefully to get to feel powerful and feel that sense of control over someone, which I really enjoy having. So I've been doing erotic hypnosis more and more recently. In fact, I've made quite a few audios about it um, just in the past weeks. And I find myself, you know, just enjoying the process more and more. It's something that I want to keep focusing on. And as I said, I'm going to be taking some classes on it this year to help with certain things like inductions that I don't really know too much about. I know what inductions are, but I don't know all of the different kinds of inductions. I think that the more techniques that I learn, the better that I'm going to get at it. And it feels fun to do that. I certainly like doing a good job um, with whatever I am doing when I'm topping somebody. So outside of that, I'm trying to think of what I've been doing recently. I wrote a blog article actually the other day, which talked about being in a bit of a rut, which is something that I have really been feeling lately in my personal life. Not so much professionally, not so much when I'm when I'm tapping on the phone or online through chat or doing my online domination. Because when I do that, I tend to get into what I call my sexy self, uh, which is when I feel really like my, as I feel like I'm the ultimate dom and that I have all this control and this power. And I go into this mode where for me, it's, it's just very fun. And I feel really, really uh, in control and powerful. And actually lately I've been having the pleasure of dealing with, um, some clients who are really making me feel that way. And so it's, it's very exciting. But in my personal life, in my personal life where I do like lifestyle domination for my own fun, that I've been struggling with that recently. And I wrote a blog article about this. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, but I haven't been able to really slip into feeling, um, really powerful and dominant lately at all. In fact, I haven't found myself thinking about sex a lot. I've been kind of distracted with other things in my personal life. And I find that if I can't easily slip into that mode um, where I have some kind of fantasy of power exchange running through my head when I'm trying to have sex, it just can be really, really difficult for me. And I'm struggling with that a lot lately, um, which is disappointing because I don't like to feel that way. I like to feel domly. I like to feel sexual. I like to feel like... Um, you know, this is something that comes easily to me. But the reality is that just in reality, I'm really, I'm just like any other woman, even though I do tend to like to be in control sexually, I still struggle with the same kinds of um, 
concerns and the same kinds of issues that any other kind of woman, vanilla or kinky, struggles with. And right now, I guess I am struggling a little bit with just lack of libido. So I'm not really sure how to deal with that in my personal life. And it's possible that because professionally, I am always talking about sex and kinky sex and kinky things all the time. Um, it might make it a little bit harder in my personal life to muster up the enthusiasm for that because I'm giving it to other people a lot during the day. But that is also why I take some time off. I try to take a little time off every week to recharge and to leave space in my personal life so that I can feel excited and I can feel kinky. But right now, I don't actually know that it's it's professional domination that's doing it. I think it's actually just more personal issues in my life that are distracting me. But I've been finding it really, really challenging. So I'm not sure what to do about it. I, I would love to find some good um, material that would excite me and would really kind of get me in that place. The last the last thing that I read that I remember that really had an effect on me was this book called The Fortress. I think it's by a person named S.A. Jones, although don't quote me on that. I might have those initials mixed up. And it's about like this very um, matriarchal society. Um, and it actually is a little problematic as a book. There's some elements of like non-consensual sex in there. Um and it's not totally, it's it's not really porn, although there are certainly some parts of the book that I found really, really hot. And it got me into this real fantasy of being served by my, by my sexy servant boy who was just there to be used. And I really got into that fantasy and it was a big part of what I was thinking about during sex for like many, many months now, ever since I first read the book. But, um, maybe that's faded a little bit and I need a little bit more motivation and some excitement to kind of get me back there in that mental state where I need to be. So um, I know normally when I do these podcasts, I have the rough sub to kind of bounce ideas off of. And so when it's just me, I'm sort of talking to myself, but I guess I'm talking to all of you too. Um, you know, I, I when I wrote this blog article, I got some responses from some other women who said, thanks for writing about this, because I do think that sometimes when you are labeled as dominant, people automatically think that your supply of of sexual excitement is endless. But the reality is that just because you're into, you know, dominance in terms of kink, that doesn't mean that you're really any different than any other woman and that you aren't dealing with the same kinds of issues. And so just like any other woman who has, you know, hormonal dips and um, lifestyle circumstances that make sex take a back burner. Um, you know, dominant women have those same kinds of issues. So you shouldn't necessarily think that just because you really want to get involved with a woman who likes being in control sexually or even within your relationship itself, that that means it's going to be an endless sex fest. You're still going to have to deal with the same issues that you deal with with any other woman. 
So those are kind of the two things I wanted to talk about this week. If I make more of these by myself, then they may be more frequent but shorter because when I have to coordinate with the rough sub and kind of our own levels of interest in sitting down to do the podcast, it makes it harder to uh, to do that. So if I'm doing it on my own, then I can make them more frequently, but they might be a little shorter because I don't want to have anybody to play off my ideas with. I'd also considered asking some other friends to join me in my podcast, but again, then I have to schedule it and find time and it just can get difficult. So in some ways, sometimes it's better maybe for me to do these on my own because I can just sit down and make them myself. So I guess just to sum up some the two things I talked about today, number one, I talked about erotic hypnosis and how it's been fun to do it. And I had a really fun time trying it on the rough sub in my personal life, which is something that I really haven't done. I haven't done this personally before. Um, it's, it's always been really, I would say, like sort of service topping for somebody else, uh, which is still fun. I enjoy service topping. So I don't you know, I don't feel any less like I'm like a dom um, or in control because I do service topping. Um, in fact, it's really best even professionally with, with people I talk to online or on the phone. Sometimes, you know, those my kinks and their kinks just naturally line up and it doesn't really feel like service topping at all. It feels very real. And sometimes it feels like, okay, I'm not necessarily into this myself, but I, I enjoy the reactions of somebody else. So it's, it's fun too. But so I had this fun experience of getting to, um, erotically hypnotize my boyfriend, which was fun. And he enjoyed it more than I think he thought he was going to. And then the second thing that I talked about was just simply being in a rut as a dom, being in a rut sexually and trying to figure out why I am feeling like that and how to, you know, how Miss Vivian gets her groove back. <laughs> I asked for, I asked for advice about that online. And a lot of the advice that I got was to take on new play partners, which is not something that I really want to do right now. So it really has to come from within me, I think. And I don't know whether it's a question of just waiting this out and time is going to, change things and, you know, people go through different seasons or whether I actively need to start pursuing new forms of excitement just to keep things interesting for me. Um, because I find when I can't get into that headspace of dominance, it just is really hard for me to get into it because physical arousal, physical touch doesn't turn me on enough to really get there. There has to be this psychological component for me. And in a lot of ways that has to come from within me. It's not really something someone else can do. It's something that I have to feel. And then I really like to, to top and sort of enact those feelings out onto other people. So thank you for listening to me this week. I know this one wasn't quite as charming or funny as when I'm with the rough sub. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, but I hope that it's still enjoyable and I hope that it's still fun. And if I make more of these by myself, I might take on more serious topics so that I don't have to, um, you know, have somebody there to laugh with, that it can just be something that I'm doing um, more educationally, especially if you have any questions. I'm always happy to answer those. Um, I'm not an expert really in much of anything. 
<laughs> maybe except writing. Um, but I'm happy to answer questions if you have any or you need any advice. I'm happy to give you advice. I can't promise it's it's good advice, but I'm happy to offer it. So I hope everybody has a really lovely, spooky Halloween, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me.